Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? Dear Lord, what if I told you that all the things I believe to be impossible are in fact very much possible? Ah, reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating. And above all, Lord is terrifying. We're at the fringes of the map. And there's more than just dragons. In your name I pray. Amen. With your hands on her shoulders, you see the world kind of like through a strange, foggy lens. This is slightly different. Usually when you're speaking to the dead, you're speaking to... If you ever have done this before, or typically, I should say, if you do this before, you're speaking to someone's ancestor or or uh, someone that they knew in life that is now dead. Right. Someone who's well dead. Yeah. You typically would be doing this through a conduit. You're kind of not doing it through a conduit now, so it's kind of more opening yourself up to the spirit world for any nearby spirits to contact you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that she still has some connection mm. to the body. Maybe it's it's soon enough. Well, you would know that absolutely, like, touching her body is enough to give, like, it's kind of like a beacon signal. And sure enough, as the world begins to go a little hazy, you see two of Miss Richardson. You see her slumped in the in the train car, dead, and you see a ghostly visage of her appear sitting next to her. She's looking at her own body with half morbid curiosity, half shock and terror. Glancing around really briefly as well, you see uh, the reverend standing out in the hallway. You see that there is a soldier, a dressed as like a Union soldier with a hand on his shoulder. That Union soldier has one of his arms completely blown away. Uh, <clears throat> I turn to her and say, uh, Miss Richardson, I know that uh, this is a, probably not the best time and... Uh, I'm terribly sorry for your loss. Oh, that... Mm. May I ask you a few questions? Where am I? She says. Uh, look, there's no easy way to say this. You have died. She looks shocked at you. What? I'm afraid we won't have very much time together. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and when I'm done, if you have anything you need anyone to know... I will try my very best to deliver your message. You can ask three questions. If you recall, what happened to you that led to your death? I was shot by the marshal. I escaped. Went back to my room. And then... Shh. She was there. The French woman. That's what I thought. I was shocked to see her. And then, from nowhere, blades. She looks down at herself and inspects the many, many cuts upon her ghost body. She slashes.
again and again and again. And then I heard his voice. The doctor. She left. She like leans back. You could see that she's slowly coming to terms with the fact that she's a ghost. Who are the fingers in ice? We are. She looks at you curiously now. We are the fingers in ice. Treasure hunters. Adventurers. Damn. I'm in a bit of a spot here. I want to know who the Donchetto man is. But I said I would deliver a message for you. And I don't feel as though it's a particularly good idea to break a promise to a ghost right now. Do you have any messages that anyone needs to hear from you? I... I... I'm scared. It's okay to be scared. I'm scared. Her eyes drift past you and towards the window, and you see her expression become even more fearful. I'm scared. I'm scared. What is this place? Do you follow her gaze? Uh, Yeah, it'd be hard not to. You look out the window and you can see a man standing outside the window as if the train were not moving. While the train is moving. Yep. Got it. You only get a brief glimpse of him before you were thrown back from the spirit world. You see that he is, he looks. I just got full body chills from that, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) same Same. he looks like he is indigenous an indigenous american he doesn't look in any way though he doesn't look in any way like modern like he's dressed in clothing of his time and his time must have been a thousand years ago you can see that he has like a weird indent on his head it looks like like his head was made out of play-doh and someone has pushed a hammer into Mm. his temple In addition to that, he looks at you with like a very serious, stern expression. And in addition to him, though, much more terrifying, around his neck, there is like a frog creature. The frog creature has its two hands wrapped around his neck like he was getting a piggyback off it. The frog creature has... It's it's fa- actually it's more like a toad to be honest. It's like knobbly and unpleasant looking. It's oozing slightly. When you look at it, both of its eyes swivel around to look at you. <laughs> the man gestures to the toad and says something in a language you don't understand. He becomes insistent now. He starts speaking like louder and louder and then with a big bold fist, he tries to slam it against the glass. But right before it makes contact, you come back out of the spiritual world and into the physical. That doctor really should have been back with that bourbon by now. (laughs) Well, at about that moment, Reverend, the doors ahead of you open and you see Singh returning with uh, with uh, the agent uh, Watson. Oh, oh, that's great. All right. Uh, I look in and I say, oh, it looks like we, we have uh, the doctor come back with uh, the agent. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, <clears throat> let, let, let them in. Agent Watson comes in, kneels down. He looks from you, Edwards, to you, Reverend, and he says, you, you look like you've seen a ghost. More often than you could possibly imagine. Well, I just spoke with Miguel, and he said 
later tonight, we should be passing a switching station of of sorts. It's not going to be manned, but there is a telegraph office in it. We'll be able to send ahead to let people know what's happened. Good. Good, good. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, the uh, stress of this evening's events uh, have uh, just about caught up with me, if you will. Excuse me, I'll be retiring to my car. Agent Watson nods, produces from within his coat a hip flask and several little shot glasses that he must have taken from the bar. He offers the hip flask to you, Reverend. Uh, no, no, thank you. I don't, I don't drink personally. Sing gladly accepts a shot, which <laughs> you, you immediately after doing the shot, you see that Sing probably isn't used to doing hard, or at least maybe not hard scotch or whatever. He, he like, ooh, it looks like it burns him as it goes down and he coughs a little bit. Uh, it, is there anything else you need of me here, doctor? Uh, any help? Uh, I suppose if you wanted to help me, we probably shouldn't leave the body here. Um, he looks at Watson. Watson says, I'll go get Miguel, and then leaves. We can probably take the body back somewhere in one of the rear carriage trains just to keep it out of people's eye, you know? I'm proud for the best. It's not You're, uh, great to do. Not going to leave it here for the authorities, then, I take it. Watson says, as far as I'm concerned right now, I am the authorities. And then he leaves. Right. Well, then, good night. And, uh, yeah, I I leave. I'll I'll hang out with the doctor. Uh, If he wants to talk at all, I I will. But otherwise, I'll wait for Miguel to help with the body. Uh, Dr. Singh is probably largely quiet, doesn't talk much right now. He seems in a bit of a somber mood. Uh, eventually Watson comes back with Miguel. Miguel makes a point of not looking at the body. He always, he constantly faces away from it. And he's got like a little, little kerchief that he has kind of, kind of always just hovering over his nose and mouth, either to stifle any smell that you think he might be afraid of, or possibly to catch any spew that he might have uh, rising in his throat. Uh, you, Watson, and Singh wrap Jeannie's body up in maybe some of her clothes or something, or maybe some sheets, just to give it kind of like some dignity, and then you move it into one of the back carriages. While that's happening, you hear a, a bell peeling through all of the different carriages, which indicates that dinner is being served. Miguel, once again, was following with you, but wasn't kind of made a mark of not looking at any of you. Miguel kind of curses under his breath and you hear him say not now and he stalks off towards the front of the train i'm not hungry anyway i'm good with just helping him bring it back sing gives you a very serious expression and says you should eat honestly if i did it wouldn't have mattered it's coming right back up i've seen this before you should eat i'll try death has this sort of effect on people but You cannot ignore your body while this is happening. Even if you have to force something down, I really advise that you should eat if you can. I wish you were around a couple of years ago to tell me stuff like that. I would have ate a little bit more out in the field and such. Sing nods slowly and says, "Uh, well, if you want a friend to eat with, I will be forcing something down in the dining car. He looks at Watson. Watson nods. 
They both, once you're done, they both head towards the front of the train as well. I, I follow with, and on the way, I would hang back a second and go, I'll, I'll meet you in there. I'll check on Mr. Edwards just to make sure he's all right, because he should be forcing something down his face as well. Well, Edwards, you would have also heard the bell. Would you have done anything immediately? You know what the bell means. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I think Winchell's probably just kind of sitting on the edge of his bunk, a little, uh, a little you know, his, his bed a little shaken by everything that's happened. Um, but I'm assuming that uh, the Reverend is uh, making his way to my. Yeah, the Reverend shows up. Yep, I knock precisely three times. Yeah, uh, enter. Uh, Sorry to interrupt any personal time you're having, but I was going to take a break from eating, and I was suggested that despite all this, we should be eating nonetheless and take care of our bodies. So I figured to let you know the same advice. Hmm. Sage words. Yeah, I wish I heard him a little bit earlier in my life, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> my dear Reverend, it's it's never too late to put on weight. <laughs> I tell you all of the things that uh, my conversation with Jeannie after she died uh, I leave out the other soldier and the man in the window for now I nod along well alright have we met a French woman yet on this train I remember a German one I um, don't recall there was another woman I think uh, she was in a dress of some sort a uh, petticoat I don't think we talked to her at all though well, perhaps, uh, I don't know if it's wiser to make her acquaintance or avoid her. At this point, I mean, I've been looking to avoid more integration into this situation, and it has not worked. I don't want to further it along intentionally, but maybe we should inform the agent. You trust him? That's very interesting, because uh, I don't know that I particularly trust Agent Watson. In fact, uh, the list of people that I trust on this train currently extends to both members of this conversation. That's a fair point. I believe I trust the doctor as well. Uh, he seemed well-intentioned, didn't seem to be on the same wavelength as everybody else. But, I mean, who knows at this point? Let me ask you this. Why do you trust him? I just got a good read on him. You know, I... Hmm. I've spent a lot of time with people and hearing people's confessions and you kind of put those things together at times, but I mean, I could be wrong. A lot of these people are probably very highly trained, but he seemed to want to care about the medical procedure with this woman. And you wanted to make sure everything was perfectly all right. When everyone else was not shocked about things going on, he seemed to be shocked along with us. So, Either he's an incredibly good liar, which is possible, or he's just like you and me, who seem to be on the wrong train at the wrong time. I wonder if we are. You seem to be having a, a bit of a... Just before we head to dinner, you seem to be having a bit of a crisis of uh, faith when confronted by my uh, unusual gift. Well, you're not wrong, but sometimes you have to acknowledge the corn and... Look at what's in front of you. I would look to uh, Samuel 28. I'm starving. Let's get something to eat. Uh, I'm going to start heading to the uh, the dining car. I imagine, Reverend, you're second. 
simply because he he hits you with that and you, you're like wait what you need like a few seconds to process what just happened and in that time i assume edwards passes you so edwards you're going to arrive at the dining car first there are several people sitting here no one's talking so it's just a very quiet affair. But with one success, you, for the first time ever, so the Frenchman is sitting in such a way, the soldier, he's sitting in such a way that he's got both his hat off and he is facing away from you. So you're looking at the back of his head and you've never had this angle before. And so you've never noticed before that there is a piece of metal sticking out the back of his head, like a jagged shard of something. Just like healed in there. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a war wound, perhaps, or some sort of injury that has not been removed. Looking around as well, you notice up the other side of the carriage the French woman, who you obviously suspect. Uh, well, not suspect. I suppose you have confirmed, though you not with evidence that you could present in court, but have confirmed is Jeannie's murderer. You see that she is talking with Miguel at the other end of the dining car. They seem to have a they seem to be having like a really intense conversation with each other. They're like huddled over, whispering, obviously making it they're not like they're in When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Full view, but they're obviously trying to keep what they're saying a secret. At one point, Miguel gives like a bit of a, like a laugh. And in addition to that, you see most of the rest of the train here. Sir Crown, Dr. Singh. You don't see Otis. Otis isn't here, but George Maynard is. That strange man in the heavy poncho, he is also here. And if you wanted to, you could sit at a table with Dr. Singh and Agent Watson. They're both sitting next to each other. Hmm. Alternatively, you could sit with the strange man in the poncho. I'm I'm torn between trying to uh, make my way over to the French woman's table or to sit with uh, Singh and Watson. So... 
let's see, I either I eye up the table with the French woman. I pull out my yes no coin. Here we go. You gonna go sit with the French woman? Yeah, I walk up I walk up to a table and I say, uh, Bonsoir, madame. Uh, Puisez-vous l'argentre? Oh, smooth as silk. All right. <laughs> as you approach, Miguel gives one final, like, little laugh and an appreciative nod towards her, and then he turns around and walks away. Did you? Uh, what did you ask? If I'm right, I asked uh, if I could join her. Oui, oui, she says, and she gestures to the seat on the other side. Merci. <clears throat> she maybe extends a hand for you to grab and kiss and says... Katie Jean-Baptiste. Winchell Edwards, at your service. She nods slowly. As you take her hand, you maybe grab enough of her, maybe a little bit of a wrist as well. You can feel a solid, hard object concealed in her wrist. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> this is such a scary train. <laughs> Reverend, you come in behind Edwards. You spot everything that Edwards did. In addition, you also spot that the marshal, or potentially the fake marshal, you don't know yet, is uh, over. His his table is next to like the the cutlery car where they keep like salt, pepper, all the different like pieces of cutlery and whatnot. And you see that he is he keeps turning around, grabbing salt shakers, and then looking at them and putting them back. I notice where Edwards is sitting. Mm-hmm. And my eyes go slightly wide in disbelief and worry about where I would need to go. And I shake my head and go, well, in my head, I go, well, I'm not doing that. If I see him looking, I give him the faintest, this is where I am, kind of shrug. <laughs> <laughs> and I go and sit with Singh and the agent, because that is who I said I would be sitting with. Uh, I'm not pissing anybody off on this train. No, thank you. Uh, and I will say, I don't know, as uh, as my character, I do not know the Bible verse you mentioned, but I am putting a pin in that for when I get some alone time later to pull that up, because I'm very curious what he was getting at. So after you take, and I assume kiss, Katie Jean-Baptiste's hand, what would you like to say or do? I'm going to make small talk. I love nights out in the desert. It's one of the finest, it's one of my favorite things about traveling by train across this country. There's something so desolate, but so beautiful. A sense that you could almost be the only person around. I have always thought that the night is the most dangerous time of the of uh, uh, of the day. Anything could happen that night. Under the cover of darkness, who is to say what is true and what is hidden? And does that not make it the most... Romantic time, she says, with a bit of a curled <laughs> smile. Indeed, madam. I believe we are of one mind on the subject. What a fascinating person. What brings you out to this part, if you don't, if I may be so bold as to ask? What brings you out here? I am, how would you say, I am here as a, like an insect, she says. Like an insect? Yes, how would you say, uh, like a uh, uh, like a grasshopper or a spider? I am here putting out feelers, and ah. she she gives a big smile, looking for a mate. <laughs> well, hopefully not as a mantis, then. <laughs> she just laughs. 
<laughs> I, I come a little bit on my drink. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> do you know what my favorite part of this train trip has been? I couldn't even hazard a guess. Simply how exciting it has been. I came onto the train trip and I understood that there would be others of my kind here. Other insects working mm. their way, putting out their feelers and looking for mates. But um, I did not truly understand that there would be people such as yourself and the reverend. That there would be, how would you say, flies in among the mantis. Sometimes I find it difficult to uh, put my finger on people's metaphors. It has been eventful, hasn't it? It has. Please excuse me. My English, it is not uh, perfect. Um, But I am given to understand that you are uh, just a traveler. Correct? Well, no one's ever just a traveler, are they? This is true. This is true. While you're having this conversation, food is being laid out for all of you. It's maybe like a pumpkin soup. Mm -hmm. And both of you spot, as the pumpkin soup is being brought out by Miguel, Frida Dietrich gets up. And as she's walking to leave, she bumps into Miguel accidentally, and both of them nearly topple over. You can tell that Frida was quite clearly keeping her eyes focused on Agent Watson, and that's why she stumbled into Miguel. Luckily, thank God, no soup is actually spilt. And then she continues to move. She leaves this train car. Uh, Mademoiselle, I pray beg your pardon, but... uh... I did have prior engagements for this evening's dinner. I merely wished to come and make your acquaintance after seeing you upon walking in. And I take her hand to kiss it. Bonsoir. Au revoir. I am like cold sweats. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to the table with uh, with my friend and the other two. When you sit down, Dr. Singh leans in and says, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> <laughs> to me? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I look her up and I, like I turn. I, I make a, a show of kind of looking her up and down for the benefit of the gentleman at the table, and I look back at them and I do kind of a wry smile and a shrug. Everyone, everyone has started eating, and at a certain point, Frida Dietrich comes back in, and you notice that she sits down, Edwards, in your seat, where as in your seat where you were sitting with uh, Jean Baptiste, right? And they start having a conversation in rapid fire French. I suppose the only person at this table who understands what they're saying is you, Reverend. Yep. And you hear, as soon as Frida sits down, they begin talking about their time in Pripyat. Would I know where that is? Josh doesn't know where that is. Yeah, uh, you know a little bit. Uh, It is currently, I believe, part of Russia. It's not very big, but it's not like a minor city either. It's the region The region that it's within, it is the capital of. You know that it's pretty culturally significant because of its situation. So it used to be part of another country, whose name you probably can't recall at the moment, which is now part of Russia, and it has like a lot of history within it. You know that they're talking about some museum that apparently they know each other through. Frida Dietrich appears to have done some work there, like, Dating 
things. She was a expert somehow or in some manner of dating relics and artifacts that came through the museum, which would probably just be called the Museum of Pripyat. And Jean-Baptiste was kind of like a freelancer for them. They would sometimes hire her on for different jobs. She might nebulously talk about how she worked in procurement. They start gossiping about some people that they knew there, talking about who's dating who and whatnot. A lot of it doesn't seem very interesting to you. And then next to you, Agent Watson... doubles over a little bit. (coughs) He starts coughing really powerfully. And then when he pulls his hand away from his mouth, he looks at his hand and you see like horror flash over his face. You, both of you see that in his hand, there is blood. I look down. Has he started eating? Yeah, he's, you've all nearly finished your meals. I look right at the doctor and I go, I think he's been poisoned. He needs help. Dr. Singh has also spotted this and he stands up. As you are all getting up, Agent Watson starts <coughs> coughing again. He stands up, and when Agent Watson stands up this time, he coughs like just horrendous. You hear a cough that kind of turns into a vomit, and then blood streams in between Agent Watson's fingers. You rush Agent Watson out of the dining car. Reverend, you are too concerned with Agent Watson to notice, but Edwards, you notice as, I don't know, are you getting up and going with? Yeah. (laughs) As you get up and leave as well, you look, you just briefly glance around the dining car and you can see the marshal or fake marshal has a really satisfied grin on his face. Son of a bitch. Is Dr. Singh with us or did he stay? Yeah, yeah. You two, Dr. Singh and Agent Watson rush to... Well, probably just, you only get maybe as far as the the relaxation card, the second dining card, the one that has the bar. Enrique is banning the bar still, and he looks really shocked as the four of you come in. And you get about halfway through before Agent Watson collapses into onto the floor. Singh turns him over and starts checking him. Dr. Singh, did you... You drank from Agent Watson's flask? Singh nods. I did. You don't think. Singh Sing gets like a panicked look on his face as well. He quickly checks his own pulse. No, uh, he shakes his head. I feel fine. I feel fine. All right. He starts checking Agent Watson again. And this time he, he like moves to feel Agent Watson's forehead. And as he does so, the horrified expression on his face becomes more intense as he moves his hand slowly into Agent Watson's hair, grabs some, and then just without any effort, freely pulls away a massive clump of Agent Watson's hair. It comes out like it wasn't even stuck there. He looks at the both of you and says, What the hell is this? You're the doctor, you tell me. Agent Watson is immediately, you can see all the blood is leaving his face. He is going incredibly pale. He coughs again in a prone state and blood explodes out of his mouth. How close would each of you be? Uh, I'm about to get closer because I got questions for him before he dies. Yeah, I'm I'm down to him. Like <laughs> right. trying to help him, like a medical stance, I would say. When he coughs up, blood splatters your cheek and face. You need to wipe it out of one of your eyes. Alright, I'm gonna get down near Watson. Listen, you've very likely been poisoned, and it's equally likely that you're going to die. 
Do you have any idea who might have done this? <laughs> Agent Watson looks at both of you in horror and gestures for you to come closer. I, I, I put a handkerchief up to my mouth and nose and get closer to him. He whispers into your ear. In my, in my luggage. Shotgun. Agents waiting for us. In San Antonio. Okay. Get to San Antonio. Got it. Agent Watson goes still. Given the look we saw earlier, it may have been Frida. That's my thought. Uh, Sing nods slowly. I don't understand. I've never seen anything like this before. I don't know how he was poisoned or by what. I would assume by what he was just eating. But you've never seen a poison do what we just saw? No. As I'm saying this, I'm taking out my Bible. Um, I suppose... I suppose we should... The door opens and Miguel steps in. Miguel uh, takes one look at Agent Watson. And, oh, Enrique, when he when what happened happened, Enrique is also standing nearby and he is maybe offering towels and stuff to, to wipe at the blood. But there's not much else he can do. Miguel takes one look at Agent Watson and he vomits on the floor of the train. <laughs> he stands back up and says, Enrique, you can deal with this. And then he moves back to the dining car. I uh, I opened the book to uh, Romans 8, which is, um, you notice a very worn page in his book. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because this is a, a well-known uh, prayer for the dead. And if people are talking, he just waits for them to stop talking. Uh, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future... And give a slight look towards Edwards. Nor any powers. And I look back. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And I uh, close the book. I tap him on the shoulder. And I stand up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.